1: And this week, we actually, last week when we were in Heber Springs, we bartended an event and uh, they gave us this, a bottle of wine for yeah. free. Um, so thanks, Tina. You're awesome. Yes. It's, a, it's called, it's, Josh. A, it's a cab Cabernet Sauvignon.
0: Yeah. Cabernet Sauvignon.
1: <laughs> and yeah, it's called Josh.
0: Yep. It's a, it's a California wine. What'd you think?
1: It's pretty good. I need to. It need
0: didn't taste like it smelled. Actually. I, uh, I so I there's I this one, it be there's
1: this one girl, uh, Dana that mm-hmm. I, that we follow on Instagram and she does wine Wednesdays. Oh yeah. And <laughs> she's, she taught, she's taught me a little bit about like how to taste wine. Mm. You're supposed to taste, do three, you know, sips or whatever. And, and then that, you know, you get the final actual like taste. Oh, Hmm. that's pretty good. Her little videos are fun, by the way.
0: So, why does it take three times to figure it out? I don't know. That's odd. I don't know. I smell it. (laughs) I sip it. (laughs) I swish it. (laughs) Oh my god. And then I swallow
1: it. It's good. I think it's really good. I like it. You, you. I'm sure you would think you would like it a little more, a little bit more sweet. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, add some Splendid
0: to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like lo- I like really yeah. sweet wine. Uh,
1: but before we get started, I want to um, tell you guys to make sure to um, go ahead and rate us and review us. If you're on iTunes right now, you know you pause it and go to the review section and um, give us a five star review and. And actually say something, because when you
0: rate us at the five star review, at yeah, the five you star can, us.
1: yeah, you can rate it, and it'll show that we have ratings. But like, um, you can't see mm-hmm. all of the the ratings. You, yeah, we, like, it's funny because we,
0: we have a ton of listeners, yeah, but not a whole lot of interaction.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Which is funny to me. I know. Yeah, and, and like, I don't know if it's like
0: because uh, we'll see others that. Don't have very many listeners, but a ton of interaction. And I'm like, how?
1: Yeah, a ton of reviews. Yeah, Uh how is that possible? Yeah, yeah, I don't understand that. But, so yes, please help us out and uh, go ahead and...
0: Rate and review us on iTunes and subscribe subscribe to our YouTube channel. On YouTube, if you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe to it for us.
1: Yes, please. Um, So, today we're going to be talking about intoxication and sex. Mm -hmm. We, uh, again, got another letter for, or message from one of our listeners and uh, we thought that it was a pretty important topic to talk about. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, how common yeah. it is, but... Um, I think it's
0: interesting. Even if you're not going through it, I think it's an interesting but, topic. Yeah, but
1: and, and so we kind of thought that. That's yeah. what we
0: thought. Like, well, it, it, it may be something that we find out later is... is more common than we think
1: i know yeah that's very true uh-huh so so but before we get started with the actual episode we set us his post of the week
0: yeah this one this is a great one what's your favorite position in bed near the wall so i'm so i can use my phone while it's charging
1: <laughs> when i heard that i was like oh my holy well, how i always say oh my gosh that's yeah. Once
0: again, this is 100% not a guy posting that.
1: Oh, no. Ever. Yeah, no way. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's ridiculous. Like, I mean, could you imagine? I I hope that people aren't really doing this yeah. to where they're having sex and on their phone.
0: Well, the best way to prevent that is give them some drinks before you go to bed. <laughs> Shut no, up. I'm just no. joking. That's what no. we're going to talk about today. No. Oh, shoot, I left my
1: Oh, shoot. You're... I got it. Yeah, I got it. So All yeah, right. we wanted to go over the message that we received.
0: I should have had it queued up. I don't even have it yeah. queued up in my messages. <laughs> All right. So this is the message we got. And and remember, we we love this interaction. Um, it makes our job way easier yeah. when somebody sends us a question. And sometimes we'll wait till we get a few, uh-huh. um, especially if it's a if we know it's kind of a popular topic or. We know that there's a lot of people going through that. Um, This one, this is the first and only one like this that we've got. But, you know, we we know a lot of people out there have questions, they have concerns, they have topic suggestions, they have past experiences, current experiences, things they're fearful of. Shoot those to us, you know, ask the question. I think we do a really good job of keeping everything very anonymous. We just usually say he or she. We don't say when we got it. We don't say who we got it from, we don't say where, what state you live in, or or anything at all.
1: Well, I know, and like, we don't even say if it
0: came through on Facebook or Instagram, or email.
1: No, and, and like, because we don't, we know that some couples listen together too, and we don't want you guys to to be afraid to reach out or Mm -hmm. anything, and, and so, we don't want to get anybody in trouble too either, you know, so, yeah, but we, we want you guys to continue to reach out. It's, so nice.
0: Yeah. So this one says, Dear Marriage on the Rocks, I enjoy a drink as much as the next girl. I like that. Just get started. (laughs) But it seems that my husband has been using alcohol so that I will quote unquote loosen up and get in the mood for sex. I know that I don't have the highest of sex drives and it's something that I would like to work on, but I don't feel that using alcohol to remove my inhibitions is very fair. It almost seems like a different form of a date rape drug or something. It's to the point that I try to avoid alcohol in any social situation where alcohol will be present, just so I don't feel like he's trying to take advantage of me. I shouldn't have to keep my guard up around my own husband. What should I do?
1: <clears throat> yeah. So...
0: Get a new husband. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. No,
1: no. I mean, I don't. We, you know, we were reading this and. I guess kind of picking it apart even Mm -hmm. and of course the first question well the first thing first things first we don't know his side of the story either Um, so I mean we can't we can't necessarily give a fair um, suggestion or, or whatever quite yet because we don't know both sides
0: and, and I, I think that that I think that that's a fair point but at the same time no matter what his side of the story this is how she feels
1: oh I know yeah. so I
0: think that it depending on what communication they've had about it we don't know mm-hmm. but and it could be in none none at all and I'm, I'm going to assume there hasn't been any communication mm-hmm. about it at all um, but I think that as as we've, we've acknowledged on here before if your partner has a problem with something it's both your problems mm-hmm. and so no matter what he may try to justify this as or even dismiss it or play aloof and I didn't even know that was the case whatever his answer maybe it doesn't take away from the fact that his behavior has led her to feel this way about him and their relationship
1: mm-hmm. yeah I know Yeah, I mean, uh uh-oh,
0: our dog. The dog's got a squeak toy. He's a squeaker.
1: Um, But, so yeah, we've been, so yeah, we were trying to break it down. Mm -hmm. And the, of course, one of the first questions that we, we asked each other, well, I wonder why, like why is this happening? Yeah. Why, what has, you know, brought them to this point where, he feels that he has to get her liquored up yeah. to have sex with him.
0: Yeah and, and I th- you know we're, we're left to kind of make some assumptions on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I, 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 I try to not, not put myself in his shoes, but you, you start to kind of try to put some missing puzzle pieces in there as, as to really answer that why what? Why, why does he feel the need to do this? Is it something from the past? Depending on their their decline in sex, how rapidly, how soon it is, how often it is, you know, we've said on here that that's a relative term. Um, for some guys, your wife may have sex with you every other day, and you're like, that's not enough. I mm-hmm. want it every day. Mm-hmm. Some guys, your wife may have sex with you every day, and he wants it twice a day. Are we talking within reason? Yeah, I know. Of, of a decent amount of sex, or are you... Is it really one of those, well, we only have sex if, if we talk to him. We only have sex on special occasions, like our anniversary, birthdays, New Year's Eve, whatever it is. And all those times, alcohol is involved. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to reignite that spark via alcohol to, as she said, quote, unquote, get her in the mood. Mm-hmm. Or she said, loosen up, but yeah. same thing. Uh-huh. To, you know, get her in the mood for sex. That maybe that alcohol will provide some kind of subliminal memory of, oh, yeah, when I drink, I like having sex. Was she one of those girls that she gave a pattern of behavior, and I'm not trying to put this in her, uh, label her this way, but just for argument's sake, that when she drank, she did like to have sex. Mm -hmm. And he just sees it very black and white of, well, when she doesn't drink, she never wants to have sex. When she does drink, she doesn't want to have sex.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: And... He really doesn't have a malicious intent behind it, if that's the case. Mm -hmm. Now, I think some of those are are lighter, definitely communication, conversational pieces that they should have. But is it a little more sinister? Mm -hmm. Is there something more to it to where, um, you know, he feels some kind of, power trip on it knowing that she's inebriated and he's controlling exactly what she does and he gets some kind of weird satisfaction or pleasure out of knowing he took away her ability to make some kind of decision and he feels that it's safe to do that because they're married he's not doing it to a stranger so it's his wife so it's not that big a deal
1: no i know that 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 bugs me i don't know i mean i think that this I think that this is a very touchy subject anyway mm-hmm. with you know drinking and and not being completely uh in the right mindset mm-hmm. if you you know want to have sex or not or whatever and even with your own husband mm-hmm. and that that is i mean it is upsetting i'm sure to her that he he does want or that's you know that she can't trust him Right. with, you know, trying to the, just getting her liquored up or whatever, and, mm-hmm. and he takes advantage of her. And you should you should be able to trust your own husband.
0: Well, when she throws out a statement like it feels like some sort of a date rape, yeah, jab. I mean that that awful. says a lot. Uh-huh. That if if you feel that way once again, if that's her perception, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that he definitely needs to take very seriously mm-hmm. I mean you you should never I mean we all saw what happened with the Bobbits back in the early 90s right mm-hmm. she was under a similar perception and whoosh, hacked it off
1: oh my gosh yeah you know? well, well what, was it like that I can't remember it because I was I was young but I remember that because all I of believe the kids so. and
0: because there, there became that argument <clears throat> of well, you can't wait you can't rape your wife yeah and and there was a big split with at the time, it was. I would like to go back and kind of watch some of, not the really court. Tr- well, maybe the trial would be interesting too. But like I remember, I, w- I was young, oh, so was I. and I, r- I wish I could watch some of the, like the off-the-cuff commentaries from just viewers and people with opinions about it. Yeah. Because I, if I remember correctly, it it almost seemed kind of like this sexist split where women were like, yeah. Mm-hmm. cut his dick off if he puts yeah. his hands on you and yeah. then we're like you can't it's his wife he can't rape and they would say things like you can't rape what's his uh-huh. you know or things like that and so I think there was kind of the sexist split
1: uh-huh.
0: on on the public opinion about it um I'm sure that would be very different today
1: oh my gosh yeah
0: and for sure then there was even the well what he did was wrong but she should not have done that uh-huh. um yeah so, uh huh
1: Jeez, I
0: don't know. But you know, I, I think that you know, it. It starts from somewhere,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know, putting your partner in a position where they feel, you know, threatened by you. Mm-hmm. They're they're threatened and scared of your actions and what you're trying to do. Um, but I think it is is very it is very important to identify that why, and the only way to identify that why is not through speculation or assumption. It has to be through an actual conversation and finding out, well, why do you feel this? And you may find out it's, you know, I think we just kind of painted kind of a dark picture, but it may not be that that sinister and that dark. It may be kind of what we said initially. Mm -hmm. That it's, well, I remember when we went on vacation, you had... You know, a handful of my ties, and you were just so much fun, and yeah. and it was great to be around, and you you were you were enjoyable, and and we just had some good sex. You know, maybe, maybe there's know. a very strong memory that he ties to the two of you having drinks together, where in his opinion, you guys had mind blowing sex, and he's trying to recreate that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that most times that that it probably is the guy just being like, it try and. and it's, I I don't know, I guess, innocent, you mm-hmm. know, at, to be... As the, innocent as that can be. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and to where he's just like, man, you know, almost like looking back at the good old days, you know? Right. Those were the good old days. I remember, remember how much fun we had and, mm-hmm. you know, and like you said, like the, oh yeah, when we were on vacation, the Mai Ties and all that. Yeah. And, but I think that... Of course, talking to to your husband and asking him, like, or telling, maybe addressing the issue and saying, you know, uh, this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, this, I feel that you are just trying to get me drunk and have sex with me. And, so, I'll
0: do what you want me to do, is what she's saying. So, I'll, I'll be at a point where I'll do what you want.
1: Mm-hmm. But... And, but I don't. But I, I. need to. I need to know. Like, is this what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And this is how. This is how I feel about it. Right. And I don't like that you're doing this to me. How can? What What can we do to fix it?
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, I, I. think that. The. In, in that conversation, is where you you kind of can identify and evaluate. What the effect is from this type of behavior mm-hmm. um, because it it's ultimately boiling down mm-hmm. to a major trust issue. She can't trust her partner around her and alcohol yeah um, and that that's huge you're taking away a support system you're taking away you know, and she even said it, you know I don't want to be in those situations where you know there's alcohol around or we're in a social setting, you know mm-hmm. is he is he constantly like trying to feed her the booze, mm-hmm. like have a drink, get a drink? As soon as we sit down, you gotta get a drink. And if so, why? Mm-hmm. You know, once again through that conversation, is that the first signs of it? I mean, I know that in 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 my previous relationship, she would relax, not sex wise, but just personality wise and mm-hmm. loosen up when she had some drinks. Uh. She's very lightweight, so you, she would go from loosened up to passed out like that, mm. so you had to watch it. But I, I didn't ever try to force her to drink. I don't even think I would strongly or even mildly encourage, encourage it. Uh-huh. But if other people brought it, she would partake, and I would be happy that she did because I would get a glimpse of at least somebody that was easier to get along with. <laughs> Because we we never once had a a drunk fight. Uh We we didn't drink that much Uh um, together anyway. Maybe that was part of the problem. Maybe we should have drank more. (laughs)
1: Well, I'm glad you didn't. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But it it definitely did relax her to where she was more personable. She Uh was more fun to be around with. She had a better sense of humor. um, And her inhibitions going away were really more... Focused around her own personality. Yeah. Uh, of, of you, you got a glimpse of you know I've said on here the good old days as you just mentioned it, uh-huh. but how she used to be when we first got together. Yeah. Um, and I, I look after reading this and looking at that, thinking about that, I, I even asked myself why didn't I try to get her to drink more? <laughs> if I knew that when she would have booze or beer or whatever it was, that she would relax. And once again, it was not about sex. It was really just about. The Being person I was with was actually fun to be around.
1: Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and then you turn her down into an alcoholic. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I kind of get that piece of it. Uh-huh. No, not, not to condone this in any way, no. shape, or form. Uh-uh. Um, but if that's really kind of where his mind is with it, uh-huh. you know, and you know, we're going off of of a communication that was given to us yeah. without knowing the details and the personalities of the person. And, and, you know, you that wrote this, I'm not saying this, but someone that has this thought, what if they are kind of a bitchy person and the husband is just like, yeah, she's just kind of a bitch. Yeah. Giving her a drink takes the edge off and she's not not such a pain and he has to be around. I don't know. Is that right? Is that wrong? I don't know. Is it wrong across the board?
1: Honestly, I think that, like, (laughs) I like to think that someone that would write in like this that she wouldn't be, right? A bitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would agree. But <laughs> but yeah, because I think that a bitch wouldn't, and she wouldn't even be wanting to to get anybody's advice. Yeah, you know? she would.
0: Yeah, you're right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, what the? I mean, the effects though. Oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah. of all of this is uh, the biggest one is the trust. Mm-hmm. Though you can't. <coughs> like I said before, you can't trust your partner. If you can't trust your yeah. partner, who are you going to be able to trust?
0: You know, I, I, I had this, this couple that uh, my ex and I were friends with, and I, I don't remember why, but she, they, they had, for the most part, a healthy sex life. There was not a complaint from either side about not enough sex or anything like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But what ended up happening was she ended up getting and taking Ambien.
1: Oh gosh, I have heard that like those
0: she he would try to get her to take Ambien and she was taking Ambien every night. And it finally came out after months of this. Excuse me, I got the hiccups. That when she would take Ambien, he would convince her to have anal sex with him. Oh my gosh. And she kind of accidentally found out and she had like no recollection of it, which I've never taken that step. How did
1: she accidentally find out?
0: Uh, I think because she ended up like getting hemorrhoids or something oh like that. Oh my gosh! And he, he, he came clean, but not like in this guilty way. He, yeah. and I, I say he played it off like she knew. It, he didn't act like oh, I, he. I think he. I don't know if he really thought she knew or not. Uh huh. But he was like, yeah, we we have anal sex all the time. And she's like, I don't like anal sex. And he's like, well, you do when you're on Ambien. Uh-huh. And so she felt that he, you know, took advantage of her. Yeah. And that's ended up what happened with it.
1: That right. is so wrong. Well, and I mean, it, especially like if he knew, if he really knew like mm-hmm. that she was completely out of it. Out and, of it, yeah. And... Cause that, I've heard really bad stories about mm-hmm. Ambien, and people doing crazy things. Yeah, all kinds of crazy things on Ambien. Mm-hmm. But to take advantage of your wife like that. Yeah, it's and I, I up. one
0: of the things with it, like you'll see people that are very functioning on it that uh-huh. just don't have the memory. Like um, God, who was it? I can't remember. It was some celebrity that uh, was on it and went in and like made lasagna and cooked and prepared food not like didn't leave didn't like screw it up yeah like baked it cooked it ate some of it wrapped it up in tupperware oh put gosh. it away and the next day was like oh hey when did you make lasagna to <laughs> your wife and she's like i didn't <laughs> you did and he had gotten up in the middle of the night and oh cooked like this, you know, big Italian dinner. That's crazy. And had no had no recollection of it. So you can kind of function on it's not it's not always this like drugged up. But people don't stupor, remember though. But they don't, people remember. don't
1: remember. It yeah. is like a date rape drug kind of.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would think with like date rape drugs, I don't have to have to have like your eyes like kind of close and you're kind of.
1: I have no idea. I, I don't, don't know. know. I mean, I've never. I've never taken a date. I've rate never rate. seen anybody on a date with yeah. so I don't. I wouldn't. I would have no idea. <laughs> you
0: know, but I think that, even looking at it that way, even if you have a healthy sex life, and going back to the alcohol thing, maybe your partner's more willing to get more adventurous in bed when they've had some alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um... Would you classify that as the same thing? As
1: the same thing as what?
0: As as, as this? I, I'm trying to figure out the best way to word it. I mean, I mean, with with one guy trying to force feed his wife alcohol so she'll get in the mood, do whatever. I'm I'm that's bad. I'm saying that that's bad. Yeah. But, but knowing that, I, I guess if you if you personally know, well. And we'll take the anal thing, for example. Uh-huh. Well, I only do anal when I'm drunk. Uh-huh. If, if a girl... Because we've heard that. Uh-huh. Girls have said that. We've heard that. We've heard guys say that in front of their wives. Well, my wife only does anal when she's drunk.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, she's getting drunk tonight. <laughs> is that... Is that really that... Is that bad? Uh-huh. If, if you, you both know... If, if both she know knows it? and he knows... Is that is that the same thing? That,
1: I don't think it's the same thing because I, I don't think because I think that one is bad and one isn't.
0: Well, we've also heard girls say, "Well, if I'm going to try anal, I got to get liquored up first. Yeah,
1: uh-huh. We have. I know.
0: So I guess if you're willingly doing it and you know the intent behind it going yeah. into it, it's not.
1: Yeah, I think that it's right? okay. <laughs> But if you don't... All you
0: alcoholic anal people weigh in on this because I'm not really sure what <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, man. I guess if I was going to get pegged, I'd want to get pretty fucked up too. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Right? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that's funny. I know. But no, I, I don't know. I think that... Yeah, I think that it is. I think that it's different. Mm-hmm. I think that you... Because... You consciously consciously go into the situation knowing that yeah, this is what I'm gonna do. We're gonna, well, you know, I I can, I can get a little loose tonight. Yeah. I can let's have some anal. Let's you know, give me give me a few more drinks or yeah. whatever. You know. But I wonder
0: if if it starts off like that and then it turns into something like this. Yeah. Where I it's know. like that's true. You know I. Uh, you know, he he had been bugging me for for years or months to try anal. Mm-hmm. I kept saying no, I kept saying no, and I was like, you know what? If you get me drunk enough, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. it that is a statement we have heard yeah. from girls. If he can get me drunk enough, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. So let's, for argument's sake, say that's what she said. And finally, the stars align with Uranus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Get it? Get what I did right there? <laughs> You're awful. But she gets drunk, mm-hmm. they do it, and he's like, "It was everything I had hoped and dreamed it would be."
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: And for ladies out there that don't understand this, anal's like a tube of Pringles for the fellas. They <laughs> oh can't pop that top and just have one.
1: <laughs> a, oh one. gosh!
0: I'm just saying. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt.
1: <laughs> You're awful.
0: Anal's like a tube of Pringles. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> but he got that experience, and... And he wants it again. He wants it again. Right, right. Because um, like, I do think when it comes to things like that, women try to limit men. I think, and, and, and you can kind of picture the conversation, or you hear the conversation in your own head, when it's like, please, 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 let's try it. And she's like, I'll try it once. Yeah. And he's he goes, it's like the only what? thing guys approach the same way women approach other stuff. Like, the guy's like, oh, if I can just get her to do it once, I can get her to do it twice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what a woman that's says exactly about about a guy. Well,
0: if I can get him to go antiquing with me once, I can get him to go again. <laughs> well,
1: no, I don't, Honestly, I don't even think that guys look look at it like like they, a long term plan. Yeah, I think that they look at it like, oh no, oh man, if I can at least get it once, I, I really have to want try it to once. know. Yeah, I yeah. really want to know how it feels. Yeah, and then after it's like, oh fuck, I really liked that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> It's literally the best thing ever.
1: Oh, oh my gosh,
0: Seth. you're so bad. <laughs> so if that happens and then the guy's like, oh, that was great. We've got to do that again. Mm-hmm. You having another glass? Yes, please. Guess what we're doing after the podcast.
1: <laughs> Seth, you're so bad. Um, we can't have a serious conversation. And I'm then... trying to be serious.
0: <laughs> then... You're drinking way you're drinking wine quicker than me. Yeah,
1: that's good. I like it.
0: Um, but yeah, so they go they do that awesome experience. He's happy about it. She may or may not be so happy about it. If she was so drunk, she may not remember it. Yeah, as well as she should.
1: I know.
0: And so then it now becomes the chase to get that second Pringle.
1: <laughs>
0: you know? Yes. All right, that was awesome. That happened Friday night. Uh, hey, it's Saturday. There's another party. You want to go get messed up again? And he's like, he's like a little kid that won't let it go. And it, I would imagine from her perspective at some point in time, that's going to get very annoying.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, just calm down.
1: Uh-huh. Quit.
0: It doesn't have to be that all the time. And quit trying to get me drunk, so I'll do it. Yeah. I told you I'd do it once. i not doing it again. Shut up. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, I could see how even her willingness to do it can lead down the path of that's enough. Stop. Mm-hmm. And
1: yeah, for and sure. then he'll
0: act like the pouty puppy dog about it and
1: mm-hmm.
0: act like a little brat. And yeah, and then she ends up feeling like the bad guy about it when, you know, she did what she said she would do. I know. So.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean. What do you think that, what do you think that the solution should be? I think that the solution, I I mean, I said it before where they, she need, they need to talk about it. Yeah. But I think that they need to, they need to talk about if, which I guess I'm assuming that they're not having that much sex. Right. And so the, which I mean, yeah. Whatever, so... Well,
0: you don't want to say, well, you need to have more sex with him so he'll stop trying to get you drunk. No. That's not the answer.
1: No, but the answer, I think, is how... To come up with a a common, I guess, a common ground to where a happy medium where they can, you know, well, how much sex is too much sex for you Mm -hmm. or whatever, and... Please don't, don't try to take advantage right. of me anymore. Well,
0: I, I, th- I think, I mean, ev- even before they address how much sex, I think the first piece is needs to, he needs to stop. Yeah. He needs that, to stop. that needs to be the first point of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not really deep. And I, even as a guy saying this, I'm sure other guys wouldn't appreciate that. But who cares at this point? It's, it's not about how much sex he's getting. Yeah. I know that that may be part of the why, but the effect on your relationship and the distrust is way more important than the amount of sex that he thinks you need to be having. Mm-hmm. So the first step should be to have that conversation of I don't trust you mm-hmm. when we're in these situations and that's a huge problem. If I don't have if I can't trust you with my body and my mind when I'm inebriated, I'm not going to trust you when I'm sober. Yeah. So <laughs> it has to stop. Mm-hmm. And I think that through the conversation of the why, you kind of are able to evaluate the the level of quote unquote innocence behind it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: to see if it, it may be a quick fix. It may be a, look, I didn't know I was doing that, or it may be the stuff we talked about. Well, you know, we several months ago we had great sex. I've just I've been trying to do that again, and it's like, well, let's just talk about that then. Yeah, we don't have to. You don't have to try to sneakily get me drunk to do that again. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it, like. A, Freaking a married couple and have the conversation. Yeah. But but I think first and foremost it needs to be addressed from her perspective and her feelings, what it has already caused and how it's already damaged their relationship.
1: Yeah, and my hopes is that it hasn't damaged it to to the point where she really can't trust him right. at all, mm-hmm. um, because then, I mean, there's not.
0: Sometimes there's a point of no return. Yeah, and she
1: won't be able to to mm-hmm. come back from that at all. Like, right. like why?
0: It doesn't seem that it's absolutely there.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If she's wanting advice and stuff, but then again, like we said a couple weeks ago, you know, is it is it where you know they're reaching out because they want us to be like, no, that's not right. You need to. Right to end it or whatever, you yeah. know um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we both don't know. we don't know again, like we said the whole story, both sides of the story.
0: yeah well, I mean there's no indication that I'm fed up, I want to leave mm-hmm. or this is the last straw or anything yeah. outside of this. so I, I don't think it's that bleak
1: uh-huh. right
0: I think I think this just requires conversation uh-huh. to fix it,
1: yeah, yeah, and I it agree.
0: requires conversation and then, I say testing the scenario, but seeing what happens next time. Mm -hmm. Next time you go to a party or anything like that, you know.
1: Yeah, I know. Did it
0: quit? Mm -hmm. Did it stop? You know, and I think some, some couple, or I say some couple, some guys or girls only want to drink when their partner drinks. And so sometimes it may be, well, I want to get drunk and have a good time, but... I'm going to feel dumb if I do and you don't. Yeah. So I just want you to join me on this. And it Mm -hmm. may just be his perception of how much fun he has when he's drunk and he wants you to experience that as well. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I think you could assume all kinds of stuff Mm -hmm. in this, but you won't know until you have the conversation. Mm -hmm. And And then identify how to get it to stop and then identify some of the effects that it's had that has you know, negatively impacted other aspects of your relationship and then start to repair that.
1: Yeah. I know. And then move forward. Yeah. Yeah. I agree.
0: So yeah. I, I think I think that, you know, even even talking about and looking at at that perspective, there is a flip side of this. Oh yeah, I know.
1: That's what I was just gonna say.
0: Alcohol's involved, but it's the different
1: other so yeah, it's the other person that is trying to get intoxicated to have sex with their partner themselves they're getting intoxicated themselves they
0: only want to have sex with their partner when they themselves are drunk
1: yes and not okay so cuz I personally dealt with this with my ex and I don't know I honestly don't know if it was oh I just want to have sex when I'm on drugs because I'm not attracted to you. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll probably never know that. Um, but that was the only time that he ever wanted to have sex. Mm-hmm. And it was irritating. And because it was like, okay, well, okay. I just knew. Like, I knew that every time that he would try to initiate, mm-hmm. that it was because he was high. He was high yeah and it made me one feel bad like okay like am I not
0: desirable when you're sober
1: yeah why is it that you're only wanting to have sex with me then Mm -hmm. and then two it made me resent him right for and made me not want to have sex with him when he was high right and I'd be like no like the only reason why you're wanting to have sex is because of because you're high Mm -hmm. so why no we're we're not we're not going to do it right and so that you know puts a wedge between the two of you and Mm -hmm. um but you see you see this a lot and and it's not just with alcohol obviously because that's what it wasn't alcohol for my ex it was another drug yeah um but you see it a lot with with alcohol and you see you know that the guy just had just has to have or wants to have sex with the woman. Or, I don't know, and I'm sure women can do the same too. You know, they just yeah. want to have sex when
0: they're drunk. Yeah, I mean, I mean and I think that, this, this one's a tough one. Because all the examples that I can think of revolved around the guy not being physically attracted to his partner. Mm-hmm. And it really was, from that perspective, that he had to get drunk so he could have sex with his unattractive wife. Mm -hmm. I mean, one, and and I'm sitting here, I'm thinking of, of quite a few, but I mean, there was, I've kind of talked about this couple on here before, but one of the guys I was in the military with, this was his MO, was... He would want to go out, he would want to get drunk, he would want to have a good time. He wasn't, he was very flirtatious, but not like actively cheating. Mm -hmm. And then he would be like, alright, I'm going to go home and fuck the wife. And and the conversations came out from the wife later on through other wives that that's how it was. That Mm -hmm. he only would have sex with her when he was drunk. And she didn't want to anymore, but he didn't want to have sex with her when he wasn't, and then there's another incident that, you know, the the husband and I and a couple other people were doing something for his birthday, and he got drunk, we took him home, and then the next week I heard from the wife that, I don't know what you guys did, but when he came back, he had his hands all over me, and all he wanted to do was have sex, and then, the same thing happened a few more times and then you started to realize that he only wanted to have sex with her when he was drunk. Nah. I'm trying to not say something horribly mean right now. <laughs> but I get it from that perspective.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's not nice. was, that's not pretty good rough. at all.
0: But it was just kind of like I remember like like hearing it and I'm like how is she, how is cuz she, she should have been completely offended.
1: Mhm. And how is she not? And
0: how is she not? Yeah. And why are you sharing this? Uh-huh. Because you have to assume that the people you're sharing this with are thinking that. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was just kind of a lack well, of self awareness. No,
1: I don't know if that's true necessarily because I would have never thought that though yeah. about my ex that he wasn't physically attractive.
0: Well, you me. just said it.
1: No, I but I don't I didn't. I didn't ever think that though. I never thought that. Oh, he just has to get high to to have sex with me mm-hmm. though. I was always just like, why? Like but... it just bugged me. I didn't. I honestly didn't feel bad about myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know why I didn't. I guess now looking back, it could. I it could have been that he just wasn't physically attracted. But at the time, I really didn't think that though
0: well and i wonder how much of it plays a part of just being able to function in a sexual manner like if if you're so dependent on drugs or alcohol to function that it's got to affect your libido and your sex life at the same time Mm -hmm. to where you know it. i don't want to say like it works like a viagra but in some kind of similar way that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that gets you in the mood Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and that's it I don't
1: know, yeah, I know yeah, I think that that could I think that could possibly mm-hmm. be very yeah. true, and I think that that's probably that's probably what I did think was that right. or so and uh, and I don't know. I mean, I'm sure like people have probably done studies and stuff on specific drugs that where it does act like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, I think that that's probably what I did think, though. Right.
0: Yeah, and I think when it comes to drugs, it's probably very specifically. Uh-huh. The funny thing with alcohol is I think for most guys there's a window of... You you either, either can get hard or you can't get yeah, hard. Yeah, it either is going to help or it's going to really hurt you. Uh-huh. You know, because it's funny because, like, I I had always... The, the term whiskey dick, to me, always uh-huh. meant that... You had drinks and you could go all night, but then I heard another guy be like, "Yeah, I wasn't able to to have sex because I had whiskey dick last night." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" And he meant it that it was so severe that he couldn't get it up.
1: I thought I always thought that it meant that he couldn't get it up. Yeah,
0: it, well, and yeah. I think I was the one that had the skewed perspective. On
1: oh it. yeah. Uh-huh.
0: So, but yeah, I think there's there's either, there's either that fine that fine line of of alcohol intoxication, where it, like I said, either helps you uh-huh. or it hurts you.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. um, yeah, I think it's a very fine line too. <laughs> but
0: I, th- I think with with certain drugs, especially, you know, things like X or stuff like that, that it's, it's gonna help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if that's what somebody has to take, to, all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. then it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're young. I mean, you, you I think somebody's kind of arguing, like, well, what's the difference in that and Viagra? Well. You should not be taking Viagra when you're in your 20s. Yeah. In your 30s. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what the cutoff should be for that. But, you know, I I think that that's kind of reserved for a very specific age group or somebody with a very specific problem.
1: Uh Yeah.
0: And I wonder over the course of time, doing drugs like that, what the long term effects on your own body would be. Because it would almost be like your body would get dependent to where. When you're sober, you can't function sexually. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess that's kind of what I initially said, and, yeah. but but I would think that you may burn your body so bad that you you can't. Your body has a point of no return
1: mm-hmm.
0: from then on. That you know, well, you know, I, I'm sober. I'm sober now. I went through rehab, but the downside is is I can't have sex anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: mean, I know. I know. No, I think that you're you're probably right. Mm-hmm. I think that that's yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. But, I mean, either way, either way you go, like, whether it's trying to get your partner intoxicated to have sex, or if you're trying to get intoxicated to have sex, why? Why are you mm-hmm. doing either one? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I
0: mean, I, I, think that, I think that, I mean, we, we've, we've had our, our fair share of drunk sex, and it's always fun mm-hmm. and it's always good. But you're not mentally there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. There's yeah. there's no I mean drunk sex talk is very different than sober, dirty sex talk. Mm-hmm. Your sober dirty sex talk is a little more intentional mm-hmm. with I guess kind of a point behind it. <laughs> <laughs> and and drunk dirty sex talk is is exactly what you would think it is. I mean, it, it's sloppy. It's sloppy, yeah. and and you, you can't really get your thoughts together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my god, this this is so hot. It Feels like cream corn. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's awful. No, no. <laughs> or something like that. It, like, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And in your mind, you think it's hot. I think a lot of dirty talk's like that anyway. Even when you are sober, you think that, as I'm saying this, oh, this is hot. And then you think about it afterwards, and you're like, what the fuck was, was I, I even saying? saying? Yeah. Should I be embarrassed by that? <laughs> yeah. Is that okay?
1: Yeah. Well, I think that that's how that's how sex, or uh, drunk sex is, though. Right. Especially. Yeah, 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 for sure. But uh, I think that, <laughs> but I mean, I think if you're, you need to let loose, and you need to not care, you need to, yeah, not care what your partner,
0: it's, right, well, I mean, yeah, and there's, there's no, like, it's not like there's any re- negative repercussions of it, yeah, you know, you're never gonna be like, oh my god, you moron, did you know what you said last <laughs> night? Because well, that's gonna I mean, dissuade you from wanting to do that again. Oh, I, I think it's fun to joke, I mean, when we've gone through that ourselves, we've both been drunk idiots during sex. So it's funny because we can kind of poke fun at ourselves and each other. It's yeah. not just this one-sided, mm-hmm. like, oh, you were drunk and I was so sober and you acted acting like an idiot. No, yeah. like, no, we were both pretty drunk and we did this and that. It was pretty hot, though. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, I think that's different. But but I think that, I mean, we, of course, are big proponents of alcohol
1: <laughs> Obviously. on our show. So yeah. we're not
0: going to tell you to not drink, but, you know, I, I think that... You know, there's certain things that you can introduce into your relationship. And I think I think drugs fall in there. I think alcohol falls in there. I think that other things we've talked about, whether it's, it's porn or role play or games or, or whatever it is, where I think it's something that you can have as part of fun or repertoire or something to do on occasion, but it should not be something, just like we've said with, with porn and, and stuff like that, it can't be something you rely on. No. To consistently have sex with your partner.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and
0: like you said, either from, I want my partner drunk so they'll have sex with me or I need to get drunk so I can have sex with my partner. hmm Or intoxicated in some way. Right. <clears throat> so yeah. I, I think as, as long as those things aren't, your sex life isn't dependent on it or you're trying to steer your relationship or your sex life into that direction consistently, you know, I, I think just like everything else, it's fine in moderation. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to get back to the, the ultimate question, I think that you know both of those, whether it's my partner wants me to get drunk to have sex with them or my partner only gets drunk when they want to have sex with me, just like 99% of the things out there, it's communication. Mm-hmm. It's, it's having the tough conversation and, and getting it out of the way when they're in a sober state. Yeah. you If your partner's the one that has to get drunk to have sex, you don't wait till they're inebriated to say, Why do you always do this? Yeah. That no. is not going to do anything. Uh-huh. When you're at the party or the social event and your husband's trying to get you to drink so you'll have sex with him later that night, you that's not the time to be, be like, Why do you always try to get me to drink just so I'll do anal? You yeah. know, or whatever. Uh-huh. Have those conversations when you both are sober and lucid and can have the conversation and have a productive conversation about yes. it Because those are not going to be productive.
1: Uh-uh.
0: And nobody should be on the attack and no one should feel attacked in the conversation. Uh-huh. Just...
1: Well, I know. I, and you may feel like nervous or like, well, I hope that they're going to take this well or whatever, but they'll take it well if you bring it up well.
0: And... Mm-hmm. If, if they're you, a decent person.
1: Yeah. And, and like and you should know your partner you should know how to how to bring it up really mm-hmm. but bring it up to where you you guys you know you can have a a decent good conversation about it and not get into a fight about it mm-hmm. right and then i think that you you should be able to to some to work on it at least maybe not completely resolve it right away but Work on it, and like I said, just just put it out there, and don't don't feel embarrassed Mm -mm. about bringing it up, too. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, and you know, and I I still I still get amazed at the amount of couples that can't have the conversation. Mm -hmm. They're just incapable of having a productive conversation about anything, Um, and I think that that's if you're thinking that if if we're saying that you're like yeah. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, Uh you you've you've got some serious issues with your partner. I mean, there's there's just nothing that we can't bring to the table to have a conversation, at least have a conversation about, Mm -hmm. um, without demeaning the other person or making the other person feel stupid or making them feel guilty or bad. And and your partner your partner shouldn't be scared to talk to you about it, and you shouldn't be scared to talk to your partner about it. and I think that if you are, that is something you need to address in that conversation when you finally work up the courage. Now, I was even, I was scared to even bring this up to you. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Because that's a whole other why.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why were you scared to have that conversation? Why were you scared to, to bring it up to me? Why were you scared to approach the subject? Um, and your partner should provide you comfort and, and you should do the same for them.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and that that's what's going to promote good, healthy conversations And we've talked about it on here with the sex stuff, like how couples are uncomfortable talking to each other about sex. Mm-hmm. And I, I, the person you're married to, you, you you should be the most comfortable talking about sex. Oh, I, I yeah. truly feel that, especially after us being married, that the way we're able to communicate about about sex and 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 quantity and quality and fantasies and and all of that stuff it definitely overlaps in other aspects of a relationship to where nothing's taboo.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. It's it's like we're closer. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. And we are cuz we're able to talk about anything cuz mm-hmm. I think that if you if you're able to talk about sex as openly as we are, you are able to talk about anything, anything else. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't really have anything else to add. No, uh-uh. to it though.
0: This the wine started to grow on me. It's. Good. I think initially I was like. Eh. It's
1: like, you know, like. Pretty buttery. You know, that's a good.
0: Is that what we're tasting?
1: It's a good flavor. It's like buttery,
0: it. buttery tones.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's good. Okay. It's really good. I like it. That's not bad. Uh huh. Um, but yes, as always, thank you all for listening um we we actually hit number 75 on the itunes relationship charts for our podcast
0: was it itunes yeah oh okay that's awesome yeah yeah there's out of the thousands of relationship podcasts you have to at least be in the two what 250 250. to make the list Uh and we made not only top 100 but top
1: 75 yeah no so far so So, and that's
0: 100 percent to do with Our listeners.
1: Yes. So thank you all so much for listening.
0: But that's why I said, how can we have that many listens and crack the top 75 and we don't have as many reviews. Oh, I know. So please. And and ratings, yeah. Rate Rate and review us us. on iTunes. Yes, please. Please, please, please,
1: please. please. Um, And don't forget to like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on Instagram,
0: and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.